Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Roseland. This podcast will teach you to acquire superhuman mental abilities and hack your reality. In today's episode of the Limitless Mindset Podcast, we will be discussing 13 mindsets and methods to play the young and ambitious card. In the badass story, we'll be discussing a bank robbery. And in the money-making technique, we will share how to set up the ultimate job search dashboard using a free iGoogle account and Craigslist. discussing how to play the young and ambitious card. But I want to let you know, even if you don't consider yourself to be very young, you're still going to find this episode very, very useful. The 13 different mindsets and methods that we're going to share here are things that are really relevant to anyone at any age. And I would also like to encourage you that if you know someone that is young, that's in college, just getting out of college, is in the process of just entering the workforce, the information we're going to give here is especially relevant. So if you know someone that's young and that this could help, we really want to encourage you to share this with them. So As a young person, you have a significant advantage in the business world because everyone likes to see young people that are ambitious and going places. 
But before we get really in-depth into the content of this, art, of this episode, we would like to give some shout-outs to some of our listeners. Earlier this week, we released our first couple of episodes on the iTunes marketplace, and we got some people that went into iTunes and gave us some feedback on what they thought of our show. One of the feedback pieces we got was from Vaughn VIP, and Vaughn said that this was uh, fun, funny, creative, and full of good, actionable advice for life hacks. Jonathan and Woody are both entertaining and helpful for extraordinary approaches to ordinary life situations. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Vaughn. Appreciate that. And then... From Not Winter, they said it was very informative. The life, ha- the life hacking approach makes listeners think differently about everyday actions. I'd recommend listening to this podcast. Who knows what can be accomplished when armed with this inspiring knowledge? Thank you so much. And then the Baconator said, Good podcast, keep more coming. I'm posting a review so you guys keep up the momentum and bring out some more excellent work. And thanks again, Baconator. We're on completely the same page as you there. We're definitely going to keep the momentum here because we've got a lot of really fascinating areas of content to cover about becoming limitless in all aspects of our life. And finally, from Sean Jerome, Said, looking forward to hearing more informative and entertaining. Thank you. We appreciate all the positive feedback. We also want to give out some shout-outs to some of our international audience. Of course, we really appreciate our audience here in the United States and locally here in Denver. But we've also had listeners from Australia, the United Kingdom, Denmark, and even the Islamic Republic of Iran. So thanks for listening in from across the globe. Hopefully we can come and visit all of you. Hopefully. I, I look forward to uh, our adventures in the Islamic Republic of Iran. I, I can't even imagine. You, uh, know, you know, I've actually read part of the Koran. Really? Yeah, I've, I've, I've actually read part of the Koran. Okay, so let's dive into our content here. Now, in the current economy, there are a lot of young people who go to college, go and get their degree in college, and then get out of college and end up getting a crappy entry-level job or they end up getting a job that doesn't truly leverage and require all the skills that they acquire that they acquired while they were going through college some of these people you know stay in these entry-level jobs or they are in jobs that aren't truly challenging to them or a lot of those people will kind of go back to college to continue their education and continued education is very very important in life but I think sometimes people will go back to college to continue their education when they could really be a more productive member of society by going out there getting a job starting their own business in this episode we'd like to give you 13 different mindsets and methods of ways that you can leverage your youth and even leverage your inexperience to get ahead in the business world. And personally, I have no college degree. 
I've had the following jobs before I turned 25 because of my expertise in playing the young and ambitious card. I was a mortgage broker. I was a corporate advertising account executive. I was a marketing director of an entertainment company. I was a nightclub marketing manager, and I was also a personal and business banker. All before I turned 25, no college degree, because of the techniques that we're going to teach you right now. Well, let's let's give credit where credit's due. You do have the Roseland hair, which, I mean, the hair is spectacular. The, the hair has helped a lot. The hair bit. has opened many doors. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, playing the young and ambitious card, it doesn't mean that you don't work hard or that you're not willing to educate yourself. It just means that you take the path of least resistance to a successful career. We gotta give you a warning that using these 13 methods and mindsets to play the Young and Ambitious card will get you jobs that you don't deserve, bring you deals that are too big for you, so you're gonna need to be prepared to grow, adapt, and learn quickly to rise to the challenge or risk damaging your reputation. I guess you might have to fake it till you make it if you really wanna play the Young and Ambitious card. Absolutely. Faking it until you make it is, uh, is definitely necessary during this process. So the first aspect of playing the young and ambitious card is your personality. Young and ambitious people make an electric first impression. And here's the trick to this. Get your personality out early and often during the meetings or interviews that you are doing. So if you're interviewing for a job, if you are doing meetings with people for a deal you're trying to put together, you want to get your personality out there early and often during your first meeting. Obviously practice a little bit of common sense though. You don't want to completely overdo it by being a goofball in your initial meetings with people. You also wanna practice a little bit of personality mirroring. You will, over the course of your career and your business endeavors, meet successful people who've already arrived in life, so to speak. And when you meet these people, you want to be very observant of their personality traits. And you want to try to pick out small little personality traits of theirs that you can mirror back to them. And this will create the effect that I'm sure you've heard of before, where a successful person will see aspects of themselves in a younger person. And as a result, they will give them opportunities and give them advantages that they maybe wouldn't normally give to someone because they see, I guess it's part of the intrinsically narcissistic human nature that when we see parts of ourselves in someone else, we have a natural affinity to them and we maybe give them more credit than they're, uh, than they're due. I would, I, would, I would agree with that. So my, my next point is to have a BHAG, which stands for Big, Hairy, Ambitious Goal. Nobody ever got anywhere without reaching high and shooting, setting their sights extremely high. Like for instance, in my life alone, one of my big, hairy, ambitious goals is I want to run the Ironman in Hawaii. That's an ambitious goal. You finish the race with the 26 mile marathon. Usually that's the entire race. That's a goal I have. That's something I'm going to have to work years to get to because 
people usually overestimate what they can do in one year, but underestimate what they can do in five or ten years. So set a spectacular five or ten year goal and tell everyone you meet about it. That's right. You definitely want to tell people about it. There's, I, there's very few things in life that are less attractive and sexy than a young person who is very passionate and fired up about a really big goal that could change the world. The next important aspect of being young and ambitious is to be very coachable. The one thing everyone hates is a rookie who thinks that they know it all. Now that I'm a little older, and I'm speaking to you from the wise old age of 26 here, I sometimes find myself on the opposite side of the table of someone who is playing the young and ambitious card. With that perspective, I can tell you that seeming coachable is more important than seeming smart. Emphasize that you are coachable, eager, and capable of learning a mastery of whatever business you are in. And then make it a point to find someone who is successful and be a key to your advancement. And stroke their ego just a little bit by asking them to mentor. You know that they're the best in the business. Just one of those facts of life is that if you put equal effort into everything you do, you'll no doubt have some things you succeed in and some things you fail miserably at. If I put the same amount of effort into a calculus class that I put into an English class, I would have never made it through. So find out what you struggle with. This episode's about being young and successful. The best thing about being young is that you haven't developed habits as thoroughly as someone 20 years older than you. In the pros category, you don't have as many bad habits. In the cons, you don't have as many good habits. So what you need to know is what your blind spots are. What are blind spots? Just like on a car, there are things we don't see that could end up hurting us. And you know the best way to find out your blind spots are? Ask your friends, the people that see you every day. Find out what you struggle at. The answer could surprise you. My next point is if you have something that you struggle at, What's the best way to cover your ass? Is if someone else has your back. Which leads me into my next point. Collaboration. In the early 90s and 2000s, rap music grew more than because they were all working together. On one rapper's CD, you would have 10 to 15 other rappers who were working on it. Imagine if you had a good idea, then you had 15 other like-minded people to mold that raw idea. Then your blind spots are covered because you're only doing what you're best at. For instance, I'm more of an ideas person. My brother John here, while also having a ton of great ideas, is a man of action. He gets stuff done. So I bring my ideas to John and he has ways of executing them and making it happen. So to be young and successful, know where you struggle and A, work on it because you're still young and you're not set in your ways yet, and B, find people who are amazing at what you struggle at and let them cover your blind spots. Thanks, Woody. I appreciate that. The next point is that you want to read the classics. And I'm not talking about the uh, literary classics. I'm talking about the classic business literature. Go and check out your local bookstore or a library, and you want to pick up a couple of 
books about business that have really kind of defined the current uh, generation's consciousness of business. A couple of these that I would recommend are Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, The Art of the Deal by Donald Trump, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, From Good to Great by Jim Collins, and The Four-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And the majority of genuinely successful people that you meet are going to credit these books as being a major influence of their success, especially the very first one that I listed, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You're not going to meet very many successful people that won't say that that book had a big impact on your life. And so when you let people know that you are reading these books, you're going to let them know that you've got the kind of mindset that's going to attract success to you at a young age. No one man should have all that power. No one man should have all that In the 2011 movie Limitless, the main character takes a clear pill which endows superhuman mental abilities, which allow for him to become a master communicator, creative genius, and a wealthy, powerful businessman virtually overnight. While the movie and the drug in it are fictional, there certainly are real-life supplements that can significantly enhance your brain power, memory, and cognitive abilities. If you are committed to reaching your greatest potential, you are definitely going to want to check out the marketplace of brain power products and supplements on LimitlessMindset.com. This marketplace is built with ratings and review software that allows you to see what brain power supplements and products are creating the most powerful results for other members of the Limitless Mindset community. Go to LimitlessMindset.com backslash marketplace today to find the neurotropic supplement or brain power product that is right for you. There are two types of ideas. You have the early bird and the second mouse. And what that means is that the early bird idea is that you're the first person to try an idea. So that comes with its own set of advantages and disadvantages. If you're the first person to try something, you probably have a new market for it. But also, there's never been anyone else to do it, and so you're going to make a lot more mistakes. Which leads us to the second mouse who gets the cheese, which is referring to the first mouse who went in, the mouse trap killed it, so then the second mouse can come in and get the cheese. So, if you're the second mouse, then you can see what mistakes have been made and what you can improve on. So, in whatever way you're young and ambitious, you need to find out if you're doing something that's already be done, been done, and if you are, then find out what mistakes have been made and where other people have messed up. Or if you're the first person to try something, then you have the advantage of having this new marketplace, and so that's what you need to exploit. There's many historical examples of companies that were not the first thing to do something, but they ultimately ended up being the very most successful 
for it. Um, this, this comes when people talk about, if you look at what are the major cell phone manufacturers and were any of those major cell phone manufacturers around when cell phone, were they the first ones that created cell phones? In many cases, they weren't. If you look at a lot of technology that's out there, the very first people that developed a particular kind of technology were not the most successful with it. You want to be careful about, about trying to be the very first at something because a lot of people are going to respect someone that is maybe the second and comes along to improve something that's that's a that's a proven concept the next aspect that's going to make you more young and ambitious is quoting stuff now from each book you read try to pick out at least one insightful line to quote and this is actually one of the most powerful things you can do it shows that you are coachable and then it also shows that you are genuinely have some wisdom because you're reading good books and you're learning good things so i'd like to give you a couple of quotes that are great to use one is what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve and that's by Napoleon Hill another one is you're more likely to die of indigestion of too much opportunity than starvation of too little and then you that comes from good to great by Jim Collins and he also said good is the enemy of great here's another uh, here's another line I like to use when making decisions I listen to my gut instinct then I get everyone's opinion on the matter who I respect then I mentally leave the decision and I don't think about it for a few hours or maybe even a few days give my subconscious the opportunity to analyze the decision then when I am in a clear state of mind I return to the decision and go with whatever my gut instinct is and that is the billionaire decision-making technique that Donald Trump uses and talks about in his book the art of the deal another line that's good to use is I quote him braver who overcomes his desires than him who conquers his enemies for the hardest victory is over self and that's by Aristotle and then the final quote is by Bruce Lee and it is I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times it's not the daily increase but the daily decrease hack away at the unessential and that's by Bruce Lee so using quotes is a simple easy thing to do that makes you seem significantly smarter and I recommend using the website brainyquote.com to find some good material for that one when we're not really consciously working on improving ourselves we can still be improving ourselves so you can what's one good what's one thing that we do that takes up a ton of our time watching TV if we change from watching Jersey Shore, which has, I think, if we're being honest here, absolutely no value at all, to something that can actually improve your life, something that can give you more knowledge on a specific topic, then that's something that will be very instrumental in helping you be young and ambitious, is if even when you're not actively working to become better, you are becoming better. Do you have any examples of good TV shows, John, that you think make you smarter? Yeah, a TV show that I personally really like that's actually a really great production value and entertaining at the same time is Lie to Me. 
and that's the show about a. Uh, it's the show about this guy that owns a deception consulting firm, and so he goes and takes on all these different cases where he detects whether or not people are lying, and it actually teaches you a lot about the science of microexpressions and about different communication dynamics within business situations. See, perfect example. And actually, we're going to have an episode coming up here probably in a couple weeks, which is just dedicated to lying. So stay tuned for that when that comes up. All right. The next thing that's very, very important, yet very simple about playing the young and ambitious part is to be the best dressed person in your office. It's said that you should dress for the job you want not the job you have. I'm going to take this a step further and say that you should dress like your boss's boss. I recommend hitting up Express or Forever 21 and getting several of the sharpest professional outfits that you can find. So for gentlemen, I'm gonna give you a few tips to look extra sharp. Make it a point to learn the double Windsor knot. This is the robust looking necktie knot that you see on sportscasters. A lot of times you will look great in a suit off the rack, but make sure to get your suit pants tailored to the correct length on your legs. Your pants should not bunch up around your ankles because they are too long. And getting your pants tailored, it'll seriously make you look about 10 times better and it's really inexpensive. A lot, tailors are, uh, a tailor will charge you maybe 10 bucks to tailor your pants and they'll look way better when they are the correct length on you. You're also going to want to buy a few cufflink shirts and get some cufflinks for them. Buy a decent looking watch. You don't have to go out and spend $800 on a Rolex or a Movado, but just get something that doesn't have an LED screen on it. You're also going to want to learn to iron your shirts, and I realize ironing your shirts is kind of a pain in the ass, but think about this. The 45 minutes that you that it takes every week to iron your shirts, do that while you're watching a documentary film or listening to this podcast, and that way you're making yourself look better while at the same time educating yourself. Buy a couple pairs of decent looking shoes and take care of them. Dress shoes are kind of like a Japanese car. If you, if you maintain them, they'll last a long time and provide you excellent service. So make sure to wash them. I use, I use just water and soap and shine your shoes at least once a month and they'll look really good. And you don't have to go out and buy a $200 pair of shoes, although it's not a bad idea. Just go and I'd say any pair of shoes that cost over $35, as long as you maintain it, it'll last you a couple of years and actually look. I, I can take out some shoes right now that I've owned for four years now that still look pretty good and that I get compliments on frequently. Next point for guys, get your gig line straight. This means that if you're wearing a tucked in button down shirt, the buttons line up with the zipper of your pants. A lot of times you'll see guys that are dressed up and their gig line, the, the buttons, are off to the side, one side of their crotch, and it just looks goofy. So make sure that's lining up correctly. Take a look at yourself in the mirror before you head out in the mornings. A few points for ladies. 
dress as stylishly as you can without it being a distraction at work. Pick up some nice lady suits. Forever 21 and Express have really cost-effective, high-quality clothes that's going to make you look great and that's going to last for a while. And also for the ladies, buy a nice watch. In general, men have a little bit more discriminating taste in watches. So when a lady wears a really nice, good-looking watch, it's a great way of making her stand out. I just Hi, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and I've got an interesting, introspective question for you. How would you rate your ability to remember the names of new people that you meet? If you're like most of us, you are probably not very good at it. I'm sure you've heard before how valuable it is to remember and use people's names. Remembering people's names will consistently make you more successful in business, social, and dating situations. I'd like to give you access to a four-part video course which will teach you in less than an hour a simple mental hack that master salespeople, politicians, and cult leaders use to remember limitless names instantaneously. The course has a $97 value, but as a listener of this podcast, you can access it for free today. To claim your free access to this video course, please visit LimitlessMindset.com. The next thing I'd like to talk about is a important mindset, which is referred to as ready, fire, aim. Now keep in mind, I did not say ready, aim, fire. Ready, fire, aim is the opposite of what people describe as analysis paralysis. When you embark on a new endeavor, you focus on action, making progress, and resist the temptation to overplan, overanalyze, and second guess. The essential example, the quintessential example of this is the entrepreneur who gets a good idea for business, determines through brief research or past experience it's a sound idea, and then launches a business and starts getting customers. Contrast with this with the entrepreneur who gets a good idea, spends a week writing a mission statement, creates a 50-page business plan, creates a monster spreadsheet of financial projections for the next five years, hires a consultant to educate him about the target market, then spends two years trying to raise venture capital. Now, there are some times when going this long analytical route makes sense, but in 95% of the situations, what the best course of action towards actually getting things done is to start making action, start making phone calls, start getting meetings, start making sales calls, and making things happen. And this uh, dovetails into another mindset, which is embracing your risk tolerance. Now, as a young 
young and ambitious person, high risk endeavors are your friend. At your age, I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming you're, let's say you're in your 20s, let's say you're in your 30s. At your age, you can try something completely crazy, experience epic failure, go broke, declare bankruptcy, and ruin your credit and then completely rebuild your life and experience the American dream. And in actuality, you can do this two or three times and still live a good life, still accomplish everything that you want to accomplish. At a young age, realize that you have a high risk tolerance and ability to bounce back. Most real successful entrepreneurs have some pretty big failures at some point in their career path. So embrace the risk tolerance that uh, that you have. And remember that um, when Donald Trump, that before Donald Trump had a successful TV show and a global real estate empire, during his midlife, he was completely ruined by hundreds of millions of dollars in personally guaranteed debt. And also remember that Ray Kroc acquired the first McDonald's restaurant in his late 50s. Finally, I'd like to talk about practicing power body language, which is very important so that you'll come across as young and ambitious. The first thing you want to be aware of is the confident stride. As you walk, inhale deeply so that your chest rises slightly. Move your shoulders back. Also slow down your walk some, some and feel your center of gravity as you visualize yourself gliding. Room entry. When you walk into a room, stand in or near the doorway for a moment and survey the scene. Most people when entering a room will march directly to whatever their destination is in that room. Say they're entering a conference room, they're going to walk directly to the table. If they're entering a bar, they're going to walk directly to a bar. If they're entering a room with groups of people standing around, they're going to walk directly up to their group of friends. Don't do that. Stand at the door for just a moment so that people can see that you're someone that commands attention take up space. You want to take up a little bit more space with your body. So keep your legs spread, um, keep your shoulders back and your arms spread out. You also want to utilize body language mirroring a little bit with your interactions with people. Body language mirroring is pretty simple. When you're trying to build rapport with someone, you want your body to do something similar to what their body is doing using your hands. The power position for your hands while sitting at a table is together with your fingertips touching. I'll post a video of what that look lo looks like on the show notes for this episode so that it makes a little bit more sense. You also want to utilize the upper back pat. So in more social settings, if you are passing by a friend or joining a converso conversation circle, lightly pat your friend on the upper back or shoulder. This is a casual way of showing affection that also shows that you're in a dominant position. This one is a little bit more for social situations. This is a little bit different than the sexual harassment lower ass pat, which we do not recommend here at the Limitless Mindset podcast. Yes, that is not an example of being young and ambitious.
In this episode's badass story, I'm going to tell about getting a job as a banker and then being involved in an actual bank robbery. At 20 years old, with no college degree, I got a job that very few 20-year-olds ever got, which was being a personal and business banker for U.S. Bank. I was the very youngest person in my bank training class. The vast majority of my coworkers had a lot of career experience in addition to college degrees related to finance and business administration. And there were a couple of things that I think really set me apart during the interview process that allowed for me to get this job. First of all, during the interview, I emphasized my skill sets as opposed to my experience. Now, you see a lot of, of resumes that focus on the experience, that say that they worked at this job for this many years, and then they worked at that job for this many years, and then they worked at this job for this many years. But what I did on my resume, because it was light on experience, was I emphasized the the skill sets that I had in sales, in customer service, in multitasking, in project management, my teamwork skills, my personality and rapport building skills. I emphasized all of these things in my resume as opposed to my experience because I was only 20 years old. I had just graduated high school about two years prior. Another thing that I did was part of the interview process, we did group interviews where we the interviewer would pose a question to about five or six people who are all vying for the job. And I made it a point throughout that group interview process to give lots of credit to the other people that I was interviewing. I would say, well, I'd like to speak to the point that Jill made about customer service and about dealing with people's emotional state of mind when you have a customer service situation. So I made it a point to give credit to other people and demonstrate my people skills. I also made it a point while I was interviewing with the different individuals to do some mirroring of the personality qualities that I was seeing in them. And I ultimately ended up getting a pretty impressive job for someone that didn't have very much experience. When was this, like mid-2000s? Yeah, around mid-2000s. Okay, so I'm assuming that you were one of the corporate fat cats that uh, all the Occupy Wall Streeters are upset at right now with your subprime loans and derivatives. Was that was that what you were up to? <laughs> no, no, none of that. I wasn't a evil banker. I was, I guess, a, a small-time banker just working in a branch, and I, I would help for small business owners to get loans, and I would help for people to open up bank accounts, and I was also particularly good at getting my branch manager to overturn people's overdraft fees on their accounts. Oh, okay. So you're in a bank robbery. Um, if Hollywood has taught me anything, there were men scaling down from the roof, the bank manager refused to give him the key, and so he got punched in the mouth. What what happened? Give us give us the lowdown. 
Well, it was uh, it was actually significantly less exciting than that. Most bank robberies don't involve any of that sort of stuff. Most bank robberies actually occur with a person walking up to the teller and passing a note to the teller, asking the teller to give them all the money out of the register. And bank tellers are trained to do exactly that. Bank tellers and bank employees actually will do everything within their power to avoid any type of confrontation with a bank robbery. So you're trained to not get shot in the face? Yes. Okay, that's all right. Well, good to know. Looks like life hack number 14 is how to rob a bank. (laughs) (laughs) Robbing a bank is surprisingly easy. Getting away with robbing a bank is very, very difficult, though. So I don't I don't recognize I don't recommend that too much as a as as a as a life hack. However, maybe we can, you know, get a get a bank robber on. As a uh, as a episode interview subject sometime and get some some interesting material out of them. Yeah, maybe. And then you know U.S. Bank can then pay us to not distribute it. <laughs> anyway, so what happened was my manager came over to me immediately after it happened. Whenever a bank robbery occurs, you always give the bank robber an opportunity to walk out of the bank before you do anything. It's not like you're pressing the little red button underneath the desk as soon as they ask you to give the money. In fact, it's the exact opposite. You wait until they're off the property. So as soon as this happened, my manager walked over to me and he informed me that I needed to call the police and tell them that there was a bank robbery. Now what happens in the in a bank robbery situation is that the banks have a security service also. And what the security service will do is they will actually call the bank and they will ask if everything's okay at the bank. And the way to inform the bank that everything is okay is to tell them soccer. Well, at least at my bank, what we would have to do was use the word soccer. And if they called us, we had to use the word soccer if everything was okay. The reasoning behind this was, let's say a hostage situation did occur at a bank and there was a bank robber who was listening into a telephone call that had been taken by one of the tellers. Well, what would the bank robber want for that teller to say? They would want for that teller to say, hey, everything's fine, false alarm, no problem, normal operational day. That's what they would that's what the bank robber would expect for the bank employee to say. But what you after, actually had to say was soccer. And that was the code word that let the security uh, company know that the situation had been handled and that the police were on their way. Now, I'm sure that it's not soccer anymore. I'm sure it's something different. I'm sure it's different at every different bank. So if any bank robbers are listening to this and you hear bank employees saying soccer, it's not the end of the world. I'm sure it's something different now. But that's the story of when I was involved with a real life bank robbery. Glad you made it out alive. Yeah. Cash money heroes. Private jets. Polish. To connect with the Limitless Mindset community, along with a chance to win free neurotropic brain supplements and other awesome prizes, 
please give our Facebook page a like at facebook.com backslash limitless mindset. If you found this podcast to be informative and entertaining, please give us a five-star review in iTunes or whatever podcast directory you are listening and write us a review letting us know what you think of the show. And remember that the best compliment we can ever hope to receive is you sharing the show with a friend. In the money-making technique, I'd like to talk about setting up the ultimate job searching dashboard using Craigslist and a free iGoogle account. Now, Craigslist is actually the top job search website on the internet right now. You'll see jobs post whatever the type of profession you're looking to get into, you will see jobs posted every single day on Craigslist. Now the way that most people use Craigslist for their job search is that they will every day go onto their computer, go over to craigslist.org and go to the job searching section they want to search through, put in their keywords and then they'll look down the screen and try to look for jobs that are coming through. I like to do it a little bit faster than that. So I use a free service provided by Google, which is called iGoogle. And anyone that has a Gmail account, which is also free and very easy to sign up for, can get an iGoogle iGoogle account. You just go to google.com backslash IG, and then it will give you a dashboard that you can personalize. And so what I will do is I will go into the dashboard and on the right hand side of the dashboard you'll see a link that will allow you to add new modules and customize your dashboard. So I click that and then it brings you into actually a community type marketplace of literally I think many thousands of different modules that you can add to your iGoogle account. So there's modules for news, for politics, for weather, for videos, etc. There's one that is called Craigslist monitor. And what I will do is I'll take that module and I'll add it to my dashboard several times. And then what I'll do is the dashboard automatically populates with some modules that I think iGoogle assumes you'll be interested, like things like uh, weather, politics, that sort of stuff, news. I just delete those and get rid of those. And I replace them with the Craigslist monitor modules. Then what I do is I go into Craigslist and I go and open up several different Craigslist, several different tabs of Craigslist with the different search strings and the search phrases that I'm interested in. Like he has one for brunettes, one for redheads. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I haven't yet figured out how to uh, do a Craigslist RSS automation of my dating life. Oh, I, I feel I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's any quality girls on Craigslist. No, no girls. Like I'm gonna find a nice guy on Craigslist tonight. So maybe maybe just hold off on that one. Yeah, I think that's kind of bottom <laughs> bottom of the barrel. Right there. Yeah, that's not a top tier talent. <laughs> Anyways, so I'll set up a. I'll set up these mod. So in the modules, 
in iGoogle, it allows for you to input a URL address from Craigslist. And that URL address will automatically update whenever new jobs get posted to whatever the cat to whatever the category is that you are looking at. So let's say you're looking for sales jobs that are in the online marketing arena. You would put that in as a search phrase in Craigslist, then you're gonna take the URL address that that generates and you're gonna drop it into the module in iGoogle. And every time a new job gets added in Craigslist, it will instantaneously update in your iGoogle account. So once you've got all of your iGoogle modules filled out with the kind of jobs you're looking for, you have this dashboard that you can take a a glance at several times a day just for a few seconds take a glance at it and you'll see whatever the very newest jobs are that have popped up in that category and this will give you a distinct advantage because if a really good job comes up you can go into iGoogle and go and apply for that job right away and I'm gonna teach you guys a trick right now that's of uh, dubious dubious uh, efficacy and that is if a really good job pops up and you feel like you're just perfect for it and you want to better your odds of getting it, you can go and flag that jobs listing in Craigslist. Go and flag it on your computer, then go and pull up that URL address on your cell phone also. Flag it on your cell phone. Then go to a website on the internet that will block your IP address and flag it again a couple times and that Craigslist posting will get dropped off there and you will have drastically increased uh, your chances against your potential competition for that position. Sneaky. Oh, that's why we call them life hacks. Yeah, not about just working harder, working smarter. Than everyone else. And cheating. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you set up a iGoogle Craigslist job search board. Now I realize that's a little bit technical, so on the show notes for this episode, I'm going to have a link to a specific description of how to do that, because that does work very well, and if everything that we just described is a little bit unclear to you, please just go to the show notes at limitlessmindset.com backslash podcast, and we'll have a step-by-step description of how exactly to do that. Thanks again for joining Myself and Woody on this episode of the Limitless Mindset Podcast. We look forward to hearing from you guys on iTunes as well as on our website, LimitlessMindset.com. Legal Notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment.
purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.